This is Chad Harrison, and you're listening to Hope Alive, applying God's word to your daily life. Hi, this is Chad Harrison, and I am the teaching pastor of Lake Community Church and have been serving as a pastor for 25 years. I'm also a practicing attorney. This podcast is designed to help you study God's word and find God's will for your life. I pray in the name of Jesus right now that God would open up his word to you and allow you to see him and to know him and to know his will, that you might glorify him and that you might walk in faith and power each and every day, especially today in Jesus' name. Good morning. Welcome to Lake Community Church's morning Bible study. We are in Genesis chapter 41. We are going to be talking about, we're going to be talking about the dreams of Pharaoh. We've got one more dreamer and two dreams. He dreamed, he dreamt two dreams the night that really, I guess the the night that really changed the life of Joseph, permanently altered his life. And the truth is he had nothing really to do with it other than God brought him in and gave him the interpretation of the dream. He wasn't there. He wasn't present. And yet God opened the door without him forcing anything open. God opened the door and made a way for him. And so after after th- these events, he is going to, he's going to ascend to a very high place and he's going to change the course of not only his life, but the course of his family's life. And ultimately, he's going to change the course of history because he has been obedient and faithful, even through some of the worst and most terrible situations you could think of for a person to have to endure and go through. And he spent years in prison. He was sold into slavery. He he has attained and always been faithful, and yet and yet he still finds himself in a rough position. I'd like to read the dreams to you this morning. It says in ver- in chapter forty one, verse one. Then it came to pass at the end of two full years. Notice at the end of two full years, he interpreted the dream of the baker and the butler two years prior, and he still he still in the prison. And it says at the end of two full years that Pharaoh had a dream and behold, he stood by the river. All right. And obviously the river in Egypt is the Nile river. There is none other than that. And it is, it is to the Egyptians, the most important part of their lives. And Pharaoh is standing by great magnitude of importance. And suddenly they came up out of the river, seven cows, fine looking and fat. And they fed in the meadow. These aren't po cows. These are thick, fine-looking cattle. By the way, if you're cattle, you look good when you're fat. And so I'm just making that point because <clears throat> big guys like me, that at least gives us some, makes us feel okay about being a little heavy. He says, suddenly there came out of the river seven cows, fine-looking and fat, and they fed in the meadow. Now, that's obviously a picture of tranquility. It's a picture of the wonderful God giving the very best. And it says then, behold, seven other cows came up after them out of the river, ugly and gaunt. Now, in Alabama, gaunt is not a word that we use. We don't even really know what that means. In Alabama, if you're going to talk about a cow that doesn't have any any fat on it, it's a po cow, meaning poor in the way it looks, but we call them poes. They're po cows, and the, that these cattle, you could see all their, they, they did not have a place where they could eat and, and grow fat, 
And so they're ugly and gaunt because they're skinny. Skinny is ugly for cows. And just making that point, I can't drive that point home enough that for cows, fat is beautiful and skinny is is not beautiful. All right. And so he he stood by the other cows on the banks of the river. Now notice they stood by the other cows on the banks of the river and they didn't eat in the meadow. They did not eat in the meadow. They just stood by those cows. And the ugly gaunt cows ate up the seven fine looking and fat cows. Now we done we've made the turn. And this is how you know you're not just watching a dream that's just nothing. There's something that is getting to Pharaoh here because cattle do not eat cattle. And these ugly cows, and you can't trust an ugly cow. There's no telling what they're liable to do. But in this dream, I just feel like I'm having fun this morning. In this dream, the ugly cow and the gaunt cows ate the fine-looking and fat cows. Cannibal cows. Cannibalistic cows. Wow. And it says here that, so Pharaoh awoke. Who wouldn't? You got to wake up when that happens. You're having a dream and these po-looking cows come up out of the river and you got your seven fat, nice cows eating in the meadow and the po-cows just go and stand beside them and they don't start eating because I guess they don't know what to eat to make themselves look. And then all of a sudden they start eating the, they start eating the fine looking cattle. And it says, he slept and dreamed a second time. So Pharaoh wakes up and he thinks, that is strange. That's some strange dreaming I'm doing here. He slept and dreamed a second time. And suddenly seven heads of grain came up on one stalk, plump and good. And again, grain, if it's large and plump and fat, that's good. See, it's not always bad to be fat. I, I just want to point that out. I'm just for my own self-interest. He says, and the second time, suddenly seven heads of grain came up and one stalk plump and good. Then behold, seven thin heads blighted by the east wind sprang up after them. Notice that that these these very small kernels of grain, these these heads of grain are weak and and they they have not grown to their fullness. And it says, and the seven thin heads devoured the seven plump and full heads. Now you really, you, you've got parallels going on. You've got fat and good and delicious coming up. And then you've got a gaunt and poor and weak coming up. And the gaunt and poor and weak are eating the seven fat and large and delicious. And, and so Pharaoh awoke and indeed it was a dream. What it's saying there is, Pharaoh awoke and he realized these dreams are not just the passing of your mind as you sleep, not just the workings of your mind as you sleep. He realized they have significance. They have an importance. There's something important about these dreams. And he realizes that as he's dreaming, he's sitting there going, this has got great significance. This has importance. And by the way, I've always found, as far as I'm concerned, and I, like I said, I'm not a big dreamer. I don't have a lot of dreams. I know I dream at night, but I don't ever remember my dreams. That being said, when I do remember a dream, and that is so rare, when I do remember a dream because I realize it has spiritual significance, when I do realize it, I know that's what that is because I will wake up, and as I go through my head, I realize that ha- these things have spiritual significance. And 
as I, you have these dreams and you realize that they do have spiritual significance. If you have one, if you ever do, and I'm not saying all believers do, it's kind of some of the gifts. Not all believers operate in all the gifts. Sometimes you may not even have that gift on a permanent level, meaning that you're operating in that gift all the time. God may give you that opportunity to operate in that gift in the moment. You might not be great in evangelism, but God may give you the opportunity to evangelize your children or your grandchildren. Like I said, not all giftings do every believer operate, but all giftings are available to all believers because you have the Holy Spirit living inside of you. So obviously the source of all those giftings is available to you because the Holy Spirit is in you. And you may not be one who who operates in prophetic dreams or even has any realization of them, but you may at one point in time in your life have a dream that weighs so heavily on your heart and you realize because of your study of God's word. And remember, we, we learn and figure out things by God's word. It's always it is always the the glass by which we look through the world, look through and study the world. We use the word of God as our magnifying glass to understand the world that we live in. And so the word is always what informs us as to any gifting, any opportunity, anything that's going on. And so also when you're dealing with dreams, you need to go by the word and not come up with your own interpretation of dreams. And you need to also understand the significance of events in dreams. What is the what is the driving issue? What is the thing that's going on in that dream? And is it a spiritual thing? Is it something that I can quite clearly tie off to scripture and understand what's happening? Well, in this situation, yeah, you could tie it off. What is the significant thing that's happening in both of these dreams? The poor and gaunt or the weak is eating the fat and strong and good. And so that is that a is that spiritual? Maybe it is, maybe it's not. I don't know. Each dream has its own place. But for these dreams, they quite clearly were for Pharaoh because they are tied together. There, you have two of them together, and that's a faithful witness or division. But these aren't divisions because they have parallels, distinct parallels with each other. So therefore, these dreams he's given two of them so that he won't think that just he, it was just he ate some as in a Christmas carol. He had a, a bad piece of meat in his stew that night. He has both dreams. They have parallels. They can easily be identified with each other. And it's quite clear that God is trying to send him a message. And Pharaoh realizes that. And so in verse eight, he says, now it came to pass in the morning that his spirit was troubled. Now notice when you're troubled in your soul, when you're troubled in your heart and your mind, and when you're troubled about the dream and the dream continues to remain there because remember most dreams that you have you have no memory of in fact a great majority if you do dream at night and everybody i think does dream whether or not you remember dreaming or not generally speaking it's the most healthy thing your mind does dream at night does process information while you're sleeping and while that is going on uh, if you wake up and it's distinct and it's memorable, not for the purpose of trying to, to figure out distinct and memorable, but if it's distinct and memorable because God has troubled your in, inward parts, he's troubled your the very core of who you are so that you'll remember that. If that's the case, then maybe you do need to get an understanding of it. Maybe you do need to have someone look through the the magnifying glass of God's word and try to figure out what God's saying to you. And it says, it came to pass in the morning that his spirit was troubled and he sent and called for all the magicians of Egypt 
and all the wise men. Now notice, this is, ha- is going to happen for Daniel also in, in the book of Daniel. He said, and he sent and called for all the magicians of Egypt and all the wise men. And when you're looking at this, they, he's looking for an answer, and he's looking for an answer from those who are most likely to give it to him, meaning you go to the magicians. Why would you go to the magicians? The magicians were more like, I guess the best way for to describe them is they were the miracle workers. They were the ones that were into whatever a culture may have as far as medicine, as far as treating people and trying to figure out how the physical world relates not only to the spiritual world, but how our bodies can be best kept for longer lives. And so these are, they call them the magicians, but in many ways they're, they are, they're the ones who have studied and come up with the neat scientific things of their day. And, and all the wise men, meaning the people who've studied everything that there is to read from the past and have a deep knowledge of things that have gone on. And Pharaoh told them his dreams, but there was no one who could interpret them for Pharaoh. Now, obviously, in, in the culture of Egypt, and especially with Pharaoh, they understood Pharaoh to be, in some way, a minor god in the in their theology, in their religious, in a religious sense. And so if Pharaoh is having a dream, I don't want to just step up and give him an interpretation of that dream, because it could cost me everything. If I don't really know what that dream is... I'm not going to give him a interpretation of it because if I'm wrong, he's going to kill me and my whole family. You go back to that prison thing. He's going to put me in prison and then he's going to kill me and my whole family. And I'm not interested in having my whole family killed. I like to keep my job and my position and keep my family alive. And they're not going to, they're not going to tell him what the, what this dream means unless they actually know what it means. And I think that's obvious in its in its fundamentals. I think you can fundamentally see that would not be a good idea to do if you just didn't know what was going on. And then it says, then the chief butler, and obviously the chief butler is going to be there in the in Pharaoh's court. He's going to be there around Pharaoh and at all times. At the time he woke up, he was likely there. And when Pharaoh started talking about this dream to other people, he was listening. He would not speak unless unless he was going to provide something of great value to Pharaoh. He would have been serving Pharaoh and doing as Pharaoh instructed him. And he says, he's listening though. And no one, none of the wise men, none of the magicians can come up with an answer. And he says, I remember my faults this day. And what he's saying is, Pharaoh, I realize that you sent me to prison because I didn't do right earlier. And I'm remembering that. And so I want you to understand I'm not stepping out of line here. That's really what that's really what the butler's saying there. Is he's saying, "Listen, I know I know I went to jail one time. I don't want to go to jail again. But I got something to give you, Pharaoh. I got a gift to give you. When Pharaoh was angry with his servant and put me in custody in the house of the captain of the guard, both me and the chief baker, he's saying, "Remember when that happened?" He says, "Listen, we each had a dream in one night. He and I." Each of us dreamed according to the interpretation of his own dream, meaning we didn't have a dream like you where both of our dreams were the same dream, just in in a different way. There weren't parallels to our dream, although there were parallels, but each dream was interpreted for us by ourselves. They were not tied to each other. And he says, now, listen, now there was a young Hebrew man with us there, a servant of the captain of the guard, and we told him, and he interpreted our dreams for us. To each man, he had interpreted according to his own dream. And it came to pass just as he interpreted it for us, so it happened. 
he restored me to my office and he hanged him. And notice, he's coming to a remembrance of these dreams at the right time. And you go, why didn't he tell Pharaoh earlier that he knew this? Well, because sometimes that's not the right time. If Pharaoh's not having a dream, how is Joseph to impress Pharaoh? Obviously, Joseph was a great manager, a great man who could be in charge of something and make it prosper. But Pharaoh is Pharaoh, and Pharaoh's got great managers and great people who make things prosper. That's not what is going to get Pharaoh's attention. What's going to get Pharaoh's attention is the unique spiritual ability that Joseph possesses. And so it's important for Joseph to be able to to be able to to work and operate in his giftings and his power in such a way that he he can be elevated and made known. And that's only going to happen in this situation. That's really only going to happen when Pharaoh has a dream. And so it sure it's two years, and sure he's waited a long time, and sure he's been faithful. But God's God works his opportunities out in the right day. The key is, are you ready for God's opportunity in the day God opens the door? Are you ready for that? Do you Are you prepared to be ready for that? Now, we know that Joseph is prepared for that. And we're going to see as we work on through the rest of this chapter how Joseph is prepared. And we're going to see how God promotes him. But the key to this is that opportunities avail themselves in the spiritual and opportunities avail themselves in this world in places that you do not know where they're at. You don't know how they operate. But what you've got to be doing is you got to be obedient and be who you're supposed to be in the situation that you're in. And you've got to have your eyes open and you got to be searching for God's opportunities. You got to be looking for the open doors. Now, that, what that means is you don't spend your whole life looking for the open doors. You spend your whole life being obedient in the situation you're in and being cognizant that doors are out there to be opened. And by the way, sometimes you need others to help you get promoted. You cannot always promote yourself. You can't always make yourself a place. You can't always push yourself into the room. Sometimes somebody's got to tell somebody else that they ought to give you an opportunity. And the only way for you to be, for people to recognize that and then to see that you are a person that should be given that opportunity is that you're being faithful in the situation that you're in. And so obviously Joseph was being faithful in who he was and who God had made him to be in a certain situation. And then all of a sudden, that person who saw him and who knew that he was faithful and knew that he was capable and knew that he had those abilities, when the opportunity availed himself, he made it known. And so what I would say to you is promotion, I'm going to say it again, that we've been saying the last few days, promotion comes from God. And when God promotes you, no one can demote you. And when you promote you, well, it can come, it can turn into a colossal failure. And do not be in the business of promoting yourself. Be in the business of being faithful to God and let him promote you. And and he may promote you to a place you could never, ever imagine. And I'm praying that for you. And I'm hopeful for that for you and expectant that we will see it in the days to come. As you go today, I pray that the Lord will bless you and keep you, that he'll make his face to shine upon you and that he will give you hope and peace today in Jesus' name.